You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. You know, in life, there are seasons. In life, there are ups and downs. There are hills and valleys. There are good times and bad times. That's just part of life. The Bible puts it this way in Ecclesiastes. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. There's a time for everything. But this morning I want to talk to you in particular around some of the times that we find more difficult. Some of those things in life that we sometimes describe as storms. Some of those challenging times. So I want to read to you from Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. This is the story of the disciples in the storm. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Hey, let's go across the lake to the other side. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out. (laughs) Leaving the crowds behind, although there were some other boats around them as well. But soon, a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. Sometimes that's how our life feels in that storm moment. Jesus, he was sleeping. At the back of the boat, with his head nestled against a cushion, not a care in the world. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we are going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind. Stop! And he said to the waves, Shh, silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man, they asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. Storms of life. When we face them, are we like those disciples? Do we sit there and shake our fist at God and say, God, do you not care about me? Can you think of a moment in your life when you've had a storm? Maybe kids, it was you with your parents when they told you to clean your room and it created a storm cloud. Maybe it was the same for the parents. Maybe that was their storm. Maybe it was a time of sickness and illness. Maybe it's a 
relationship breakdown or a strained relationship. Maybe it's because you're looking for work and can't find it. And you say, God, don't you care for me? Maybe it's because you want a house or provision. But Jesus didn't answer their question about caring. He didn't say, yeah, I care for you. What was his response in that moment? What can we learn from that moment for our storms in our lives? What is it that we can put into place when those things come against us? So that when those things come against us, we don't just shake our fist. He didn't tell them off for shaking their fist. There was nothing wrong with shaking their fist at God. But that wasn't the response that he wanted them to hear. So what is it we can learn? The disciples asked, teacher, don't you care for us? We're going to drown. And Jesus says, oh, you of little faith, did you not believe? What is it that Jesus wanted those disciples to learn in that moment? It was that he had said, let's cross and we can trust what Jesus said. Jesus had given an instruction to the disciples to cross. And Jesus was sitting in the back of the boat, sleeping, knowing that that journey was a given. It didn't matter about the storm. It was peripheral. But Jesus wanted the disciples to learn to trust in his words. Now, Did they get it there and then? I don't know. You see, we go through storms in life. I remember when I was a child, my dad used to stand over me and make me do my homework. And I didn't like him. (laughs) I would use a stronger word than that. I really didn't like him. I used to think it was unfair and cruel. And we had turmoil in the family because of it. But you see, years later, I can look at that storm and learn a lesson. My dad was just showing me the best love he could. Was it perfect? No, because he's not God. But he showed me the perfect love that he had. And I can learn from that time when I was a child not to do that to my children. Did I get that right all the time? Probably not. You can ask them later. (laughs) Do I get things right all the time? No, because we're human. But we can learn from those moments. We can look back. When I was sick with potentially cancer and the doctors were diagnosing me, I had peace. It didn't matter. The second time around, 10 years later, when they diagnosed again and said, I think we've got cancer. From the first storm that I'd faced, the second storm was easy. I never doubted God. I never had a problem. God had taught me to relax and rest on his word. When God called me from Adelaide to Geelong, how was I going to do that? How would I fund that? I could trust in him because he'd always looked after me. He'd always provided. The way I wanted? No. The way he wanted. 
plateau. Jesus wanted to teach the disciples to trust him. I sometimes wonder whether the disciples even asked the right question. You see, there were other boats there. This is not in my notes. This is a bonus point for you guys. There were other boats. The disciples are fine. They had Jesus in their boat. What about the other people? Hey, church, if you know Jesus, you've got Jesus in your boat, you're fine. What about the people around you? What about the people around you? See, Jesus used the storm. He didn't want them to focus on themselves anymore. He wanted them to focus on others. That trip to the other side of the lake was not about them. That was about the people on the other side. That storm wasn't just affecting the disciples. It was affecting others around them. The outcome was calm for all. You have the change within you. Jesus is in your boat. So we need to learn to trust in Jesus. He has a plan and it will come about regardless of the storm. You can trust him. Regardless of the storm, you can trust him. Now, did the disciples learn that lesson, I ask you? Does anybody have an answer? Mason, the disciples, did they learn their lesson? Probably, he says. Pastor Phil, did the disciples learn their lesson? No, Pastor Phil says. Mason says probably. Pastor Phil says no. Mm, Interesting. Well, we are going to read from Matthew 14, 22. Another storm. Another lesson. Actually, you know what? I can't be bothered reading another one. Let's just watch it on video. Stories of the Bible. Peter walks on water. This is Peter. hey Peter was a fisherman who was called by Jesus. Hey. Peter saw the many miracles of Jesus. Wow! And he heard all his teachings. Great crowds followed Jesus wherever he went. One day after Jesus had done a great miracle, he sent the disciples in a boat across the lake while he stayed and sent the people home. See ya! Hey, Jesus! After sending them home, Jesus went up into the hills by himself to pray. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost! Hold on there. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. So Jesus said, Yes, come. So Peter went over the side of the boat. Whoa, you're awesome. And walked on the water toward Jesus. 
But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, ah! Ah! he was terrified and began to sink. Bedrock, help me! Save me, Lord! He shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. Jesus said, You have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him and said, You really are the Son of God. A boat, disciples, a storm. Same story, right? Not quite, but a different outcome. You see here, the disciples are sent onto the lake without Jesus in the boat. But they still carried the instruction that God had given them. And so they went out onto the lake and they faced another storm. This time, were they afraid of the storm? No. They were rowing in the storm, against the storm. They could have turned around and gone back. They followed the instruction that God had given them. They followed and trusted that Jesus had sent them in that place. See, sometimes Jesus actually sends you into a storm. Sometimes Jesus sends you into that storm. These disciples, they went into that storm knowing that they had the word of God and followed that instruction. When did they become afraid? When they saw Jesus. Probably because they didn't recognise him. Probably because they'd never seen anybody walking on water before. Like, I don't know about you, but I haven't seen that yet myself. No? No, sometimes God does things that we haven't seen before. Sometimes he comes in a way that we're not expecting. Sometimes he says things to us that we weren't expecting. And in this case, Jesus comes to the disciples in the middle of their storm. And in some versions it says he intended to walk past them. But they cried out in fear and he wanted to alleviate their fear. He says, don't worry, it's me. And he would have kept walking. Except Peter... Peter said, that looks like a better way. If I just walk with Jesus on the water, I don't have to row in the boat anymore. See, Peter knew that there was a better way. Now, when you're in your storm, listen carefully to this church. Listen carefully, kids. When you're in your storm... Jesus may have a better way, but don't step out of the boat to what you think is a better way. Only take his better way. Peter said, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come. If you want me to take the better way, tell me to follow you that way. And Peter got out of the boat. None of the other disciples got out of the boat. You know, if Jesus hadn't said come, I truly believe those disciples would have kept rowing in that storm because they were following the instruction. They weren't doing anything wrong. They would have got to the other side because Jesus said they would. 
But we need to be aware that when we're in the storm to look out for when Jesus comes and we need to ask him, is there a better way, God? Do you want me to go in a different direction? See, the disciples learned the first lesson. Now Peter was learning a second lesson. Let me trust in God when he gives me a better way. And once again, Peter gets criticised often for sinking, for taking his eyes off Jesus. But he followed Jesus in a better way. And when he failed, Jesus didn't let him sink to the bottom. He picked him up in his arms, carried him into the boat, made sure he felt safe and secure and said, now learn the lesson again. Trust my voice. When I call you, you can trust in what I say and do. Same with us. We need to trust in what God says, no matter what he says to us. Trust and follow after him. When we're in a storm, every storm has a lesson. Every storm has a lesson. Your storms are different to my storms. The storms of this church, God is speaking to the church that when this church faces a storm, we need to listen to his voice. And when he comes past us as a church, God, have you got a better way? We are just continuing to row and follow the calling that you've got. But have you got a new word for this church? Have you got a new direction for our church? Are you ready? Believe that God is going to speak to people. And we have a choice. We can be like the 11 that stayed at the oars. Or we can be like Peter and listen to the voice and say, God, if it's you, I'm going to follow after you. Peter ended up in the arms of Jesus. But the storm was calm for all again. And if you look at the life of Peter, from that moment on, there were storms that came and went. But he always followed after the voice of Jesus. When he was in prison, get up, get dressed. When he was beaten, when he was whipped, he followed the voice of Jesus always. Always chasing after that voice and learning the lesson to trust more and more in God. We often get told... that we are more than conquerors. That you are more than an overcomer. It's true. God has made us more than conquerors, more than overcomers. But church, that doesn't mean you won't face storms. It just means you have within you the power to overcome those things that are coming against you. 
means that you have the power to overcome the temptations that are before you. It just means you have the power within you to step forward in faith, to follow after what He's saying to you. It doesn't give us a storm-free life. If you can find a disciple of Jesus that lived a storm-free life, come and tell me afterwards because I haven't found one yet. But you can show me a disciple that followed after God with joy in their heart, that faced storms and persecution in their lives. Maybe at school you can't stand up to be a Christian because your friends tease you. Maybe in the workplace it's the same for you. Maybe in your house you struggle because you're the only Christian in your house, in your family. And it's a storm, a point of contention in your home. God has given you the power to overcome. And He wants you to weather that storm and follow after His voice. Got a balloon. And I'm going to use it as an object lesson. Hopefully I can do this. It's not easy with one hand. Things come and they they make a mess. They change the way we wanted it to be. But God says, I will use all things. I will use all things. I will use the storms. I will use the joy. I will use all things. Learn the lesson. Sometimes, as he's moving us, it feels so uncomfortable. And we don't understand what God's doing, but he sees the completed product before he even allows those things to come to us. You know, we believe that Jesus is for all people. And today that means that Jesus is for you. You know, He sees you. He knows you. You know, Jesus sees you in the storms. He sees you in your joy. He sees us when we're on the mountaintops of life and He sees us when we're in the valley. You know, Jesus knows your heart. He knows your hurts. And He knows your joy. 
But His desire for you today is that you would know Him as well. That you would know Him and you would know His heart. You know, as Pastor Grant said, Jesus has a better way for us. One where we live in relationship with God the the Father. As a part of the body of Christ in the church, in community. You know, God desires that so much for each of us that even when we were far from Him, when we didn't know Him, that He sent His Son Jesus to earth. Jesus performed signs, wonders and miracles. He did what we couldn't do. He lived a perfect and sinless life. And then He took all the wrong things that we'd done and He died an innocent death on the cross in our place. But the story didn't end there. On the third day, He rose victorious. And in doing so, He created a pathway for us to have relationship with God and receive His unmerited forgiveness. So if this morning you don't have a personal relationship with God, if you've never invited Jesus to be a part of your life, then this opportunity is for you today. Because God has a plan for your life. It's a plan that's for good. It's a way that goes beyond our ways. And it starts by simply praying a prayer to invite Jesus into our lives, saying, Jesus, I believe in you. I'd like to live my life with you. And it leads us to a life of following Jesus and His perfect way for our lives. Living a life that is empowered and a life that is love. Romans chapter 10 verse 13 says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So in a moment, we're going to pray this prayer together. And maybe you're praying this for the first time. I'd invite you to pray this with us or maybe you're choosing to come back to Jesus today and say Jesus I've known you before but I want you to be a part of my life again so if that's you all you need to do is pray this prayer together um, and we're going to repeat together as a church so dear God thank you for sending your son Jesus to make a way for me to be in relationship with you I declare with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead I choose today to follow you Amen Amen We pray that that message was a blessing to you If you made a decision to follow Jesus first of all, congratulations We think that that is incredible And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.